This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let me talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. We all owe it to our dogs uh, to do our best to make sure that they're happy and healthy throughout their life. I saw a dog today uh, that I think my wife sent me. It is a, what do you call it? Is it Mal- Marmot? Marmot? Maladuke, Maladuke, Marmaduke. Marmaduke was a cartoon. Yeah, so I think it's a Malad. Okay, it's a one of the dogs that used to pull the sleds in Alaska and probably still do. And they've been breeding them to be bigger. It was up to this woman's shoulders. (laughs) It was like, are you what? I mean, you're going to need a truck just to clear the front yard of the. Anyway. Rough Greens, take care of your dog. I can't imagine how much Rough Greens you would need for that dog. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN-33. You're going to get your first bag free. Then start feeding your dog if they eat it and love it as much as Uno does. And then watch the differences in your dog. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. It is Fight Back Friday. We've got some great news for you. We begin in 60 seconds. Um, I don't ever recommend things that I don't believe in. Uh, if I don't use them or if I don't know somebody who uses them, I will not recommend them. Uh, when I tell you I believe in re- Relief Factory, uh, Relief Factor, you probably know the story. It is something that I didn't endorse and they were running commercials for a very long time and I didn't use the product and they wanted me to voice for it and I said I I'm not gonna tell people to ingest stuff into their body that I don't know about and I don't believe in and I never thought this stuff would work quite honestly my wife when I was whining she was like why don't you at least try relief factor just try it she's the one that brought it up so I tried it because you wouldn't listen to me whine anymore unless I tried everything. And I tried it for three weeks. Now I'm doing commercials for them because it worked for me. Will it work for you? I don't know. You got about a 70% chance of it working. It's worth the 1995, the three-week quick start just to find out if it works. 800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Get your life back. Get out of pain. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Very well, Glenn. Yes, yes. Very well. Very well. Very well, indeed. Uh, 
Did you see that? Um, did you see that Joe Biden uh, couldn't uh, couldn't remember where he was uh, just a couple of weeks ago or a week ago? Can you remember where you were two weeks ago? Well, if I were I in mean, I, Ireland, maybe. You know, uh, could you please play cut 17 for me? It's a long time ago. It's a long, it's a whole week. Yeah, it's too, it's too a much. Whole week. The last country I've traveled, I'm thinking what's with the last one I was in. I, I've, I've been I to 89, I met with 89 heads of state so far. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Listen. Um, I was, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. Okay. That's where it was. Like a three-year-old remembers, Ireland! <laughs> a three-year-old! He's like, wah, wah, wah. and then he gets all creepy. That's right, little girl. How do you know that? Because I was watching you through your windows at night, creepy old man. I mean, it's weird. Really weird. How, really weird. Again, if it, if it was... Six months ago, if it, I mean, maybe it was last week. Last week, last week. I can't remember the last time. It's like me saying I can't remember the last time I went potty. I don't know, probably a couple hours ago. (laughs) Jeez, and where, when did I go potty last? Ah. Well, you just did in your pants. Did you see the the comment from uh, Jen Psaki on, there's an article, I think it was an Axios, about Biden's age. And they were talking about, you know, how some people have noticed that he's 43,000 years old. (laughs) And they, Jen Psaki, who is his press secretary, they they highlighted comments about, uh, that she had about, what was it? It was, I think the banking crisis, like, you know this was a big announcement from from Joe Biden because he did it at 9.15. <laughs> and you're like, wait, 9.15 a.m.? Like, that's notable? That's... And then she said something like, I, I should get the exact quote, but it was something like, yeah, he never does anything before 9. This is the person who's on his side, now an MSNBC host, but his former press secretary saying... But they, but they often say... He's done with the business of the day by 9.30. Yeah, he had a, he had a 9.03 lid the other day, and he doesn't do anything before 9. That only gives him three, three minutes. minutes. But three minutes is an awful lot of time if you're the president I of will the say, United States. I think it's too much time for him. I think yeah. he should do less. Because when he works, things yeah, get well, worse. You know, you, you may be absolutely right on that. But listen... He has experience because he's so old. He has experience. If the dinosaurs ever come back, he'll remember maybe how they were fought. And maybe oh, yeah. he'll save us. Like So a Jurassic Park situation plays out. And they are making woolly mammoths. Mm-hmm. They're wa- mm-hmm. making woolly mammoths. They're remaking. Can someone please watch a movie from time to time? All the, we're doing all the things every day that we've all seen in huge movies. We're like, oh, wow, well, we'd never do that. We're doing it. We're doing all the, especially all the AI stuff. We're just like, screw it. You know what? What are the odds? What are the odds? Let's just try all these things and see what happens. What are the odds we make one minor mistake? It's very low, right? Let's take some of that woolly mammoth DA, mix it with some frog DNA, 
put it in an elephant, see what happens. And let's try, on top of that, let's try some gain-of-function research. Let's see, what, see, let's give that a whirl. You know what? It didn't work out in China. We should do it in Wisconsin. Whoops. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Oh, they're trying to do it in Wisconsin now. No, no, no. There was, there was a lab leak in Wisconsin. Oh, gosh. Okay. But they said, and they never reported it. <laughs> and they were like, well, nobody got sick. Wait, 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 wait. You should report that right away. We're like, uh, all right, Bill, uh, I guess if weeping, open, bloody sores open up, give me a call. We'll let everybody know. What are we doing? That's incredible that they like we keep talking about this as if it's the, some past phenomenon. Like, hey, they did that in, you know, in oh, China. Still it's, oh, it's still it. happening. There's yeah. been nothing that's that's stopped it. Uh, the only thing that's happened is we, we're focusing on it more, so maybe there's a lesser chance that we directly fund it. Outside no, of that, no, 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 directly. No, I think the word we directly were, is key. You, <laughs> right? we weren't directly funding it last time, right? I just think right. there's less of a chance that we would do it now. <laughs> I think we'd stay the indirect route. Okay, good. All yeah. right. I'm not, I'm well, I feel much better. Yeah. I feel much, much better. Um, I don't know if anybody saw this. It's in our show prep uh, today. If you get our show prep at glenbeck.com, you'll get all of the news that you need to know. And I, I'm kind of bypassing a lot of the news because it's Friday. All right. You know, the world's on fire. Why do I have to tell you? Honestly, if you're not prepared at this point. What use? What use is me saying Hey, by the way, have you seen the dollar crashed even more? No, there's no real reason for that. Just enjoy your way into insanity. For those who are prepared, let me tell you what they found uh, with deep space. Now listen to this. (laughs) Before I read this sentence. Can we just stop writing things in the news and pretending that everyone knows, you okay. know how like you know how like when when they were like uh, uh, I can't think of any of the terms, but all those terms, those woke terms that came out, were like, what the hell is that word? And everybody was writing it in their news articles, and you're like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they, when they introduce new language like that, that's yeah. often the way it plays out. Correct. And things like, uh, oh, we're uh, we're. You know, we're teaching in third grade now that your little girl can be a boy. And we're telling them that. And we're showing them what to do with all kinds of vegetables and their private parts. And you're like, wait. You mean gender affirming care? (laughs) Yes. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, am I the only one that didn't know this? No. No one knows it except the experts. And they all pretend like, oh, this has been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. So let me read this sentence. Thousands of deep space radio signals have made their way to Earth. 50 of them are repeating sources. Wait, hold it. What? (laughs) Isn't that one of those things that we're looking for? You know, the little space anomaly. It's like, help. And you're like, oh, it's probably not. I think I heard help. But listen again. Anybody else calling for help? Nope. Okay. So that was just, that was a weird thing that sounded like somebody was crying for help. Okay. We got that all the time. Repeating help. Did you just hear somebody call help? 
Help. Yeah, I heard it again. Help. Okay. When it repeats, that's something we should probably know about it. Recently detected were 25 new repeating sources known technically as fast radio bursts from the depths of the universe. The project uses high power radio telescope in British Columbia to re- Oh, this is a Canadian study. Oh, forget it. Never mind. Um, all right. And the Tucker Carlson. <laughs> wow, you just took <laughs> the entire country? You just blew off there? Well, have you seen what's going on in Canada? Mm, they did elect Trudeau. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not really I'm not really sure if we can take that. Let me tell you about Tucker Carlson's um uh video. Have you seen this morning? He released it, what, yesterday or night before last? 72 million views. 72 million views. I think that's a little higher than the ratings he had at Fox. 72 million. Now, that should give you uh, great hope. Because that's not just the conservatives spreading that one around. Uh, that tells you an awful lot. When you couple 72 million views with, what were the ratings? Uh, night before last, there, oh, still. Gosh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they had dropped to the lowest level since 9-11. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no. You mean this last September 11th? No. No. 9-11-2001. Wow. Yeah. We're going back to They're, almost the 90s. <laughs> they have not had ratings that low yeah. since before 9-11. Yes. Glenn, and this, this will hit maybe not many people in the audience, but will hit you. Mm-hmm. The ratings on Fox News Channel mm-hmm. in the 8 p.m. time slot uh-huh. were lower. Lower. Then our ratings at CNN <laughs> Headline News. Now, there was, and only people no. that watched that were people who were trapped in an airport. They were trapped. They're like, I, I guess I watched his show. It didn't have the sound on, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That. I, oh that, my gosh. Jaw dropping. What was the number? I it was in the one thirties, I think, in the demo, which is again what they actually care about. In a country of 350 million people, 120, uh, 135, let's just be like fair, 140,000 people between the ages of 25 and 54 were watching Fox News. That's not good. Yeah, and I don't know who hosted. I know the first night was Brian Kilmeade. This is not Brian Kil- anti-Brian no, Kilmeade sentiment. Ba- they like Brian. I feel really they watch bad every morning. for Brian. Yeah. Brian, when they called him up on, on Friday morning, he said, hey, you're going to you know, gonna fill in for uh, Tucker Carlson tonight. He must have went, oh, good God, no, not me. <laughs> Why am I the one? Are oh, you just testing out the guillotine. That's all you're doing. No problems. <laughs> it's an impossible spot for Brian. <laughs> Gee, not his I fault feel at all. bad for him. But it is an amazing thing here. People are telling Fox News, hey, we, this is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's well, hard I, to- have, I have something else on that. Uh, be, t- people saying, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I think people getting the message. Um, somebody called in yesterday. Her name is Allison. Uh, and and she wanted to tell me after hearing one of the commercials for preborn, uh, she wanted to tell me about her experience, and so I asked her to come on today. Allison, are you there? 
Uh, yes, I am. How are you? I'm good. Thank good. you. How are you? Very good. Now, you're you're in Georgia? Yes, I am. And, um, and uh, tell me your story. Okay, here it goes. First of all, I just want to praise you for, you know, supporting this company and what they're doing. And here's why. Uh, when I was 16 years old, I had an abortion. I've never told anyone this. Um, yeah. And I was young and stupid, you know, and didn't know how the world works. And I went to this clinic and of course you pay with cash. And, uh, I did want to talk to somebody, you know, cause I was, you know, terrified, um, did not need my mother's consent, by the way, or my parents' consent. And, um, I was told, you know, I asked them, well, you know, what, what exactly is happening? You know, is, is, I mean, how far along, you know, am I? I was right at 10 weeks. And uh, I said, well, you know, is, is the baby, you know, is it formed? And they said, oh, no, it's just a, it's just a clump of cells, you know. I said, would you be able to tell what sex it is? I said, oh, no, no, there's no, you know, nothing, uh, mm. you know, there's no baby. It's just a clump of cells. Oh, my gosh. So with that information... You know, it's almost like I was looking for a reason not to do it. Somebody taught me out of this. And so I went through with it, and I have lived to regret it every day of my life. And now I'm 61 years old. I beg God for forgiveness every day of my life for taking my child's life. I know it is one of the deadly sins. And if other women hear my story, and you're in the same situation, I challenge you to support this program and pay the $28 or whatever it is to, you know, it might save, it will save a child. Because if I had heard that heartbeat, there's no way I would have gone through with it because I would have known that this is a live being in me. It would have made it real and that's what these girls need to hear and when they talk about you have a choice you know i'm all for having a choice your choice is not to have unprotected sex that's the choice you make and whatever you do after that you have to live with the consequences and believe me i have lived with the consequences thankfully god blessed me with two beautiful children and five beautiful grandchildren and I'm so blessed, but mm. I cry for my unborn child. Allison, I can't thank you enough for having the guts to share that, especially the first time um, with anybody. Thank you for sharing that. And I know God and I know God has uh, nothing but love for you and your child. Um, and uh, let it go. Let it go. Thank you so much for calling in. Listen, uh, Preborn is our sponsor this half hour. Uh, they are rescuing babies by providing ultrasounds. Uh, and $15,000 buys a new ultrasound machine. If you have the money, Tanya and I have uh, purchased, I think, a couple of them. Uh, and uh, if you have the money, please join us in this. I don't think there's anything that we could do that would be better. It saves not only the baby, but it saves the mother as well. 
Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, for 28 bucks. That pays for an ultrasound. 28 bucks, and the mom has a great chance of changing her mind. Preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Pound 250, keyword baby. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, kind of... Kind of lost my track of uh, thought here. What were we talking about right before that? That's an incredible phone call. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Fox News's ratings here post. And I said, oh, 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 oh. Uh, it is about Bud Light. Mm. Have you heard what's happening with Budweiser? Budweiser had to have a meeting with their 400 distributors. And apparently they all left a little even more pissed off than they were when they got there. Really? Um, yeah, they said they never apologized. They never said, hey, we understand all the lost business that you've had to deal with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they said, you know, Bush didn't come up with, they just said, we're going to spend a lot more money What you on what? Doing what? How are you going to get all of these people back? Um, the reason why I wanted to share this is, this is the key to places like Coca-Cola. Anyone who has local distributors and bottlers, when it's locally produced, you hit the local guys and they most likely agree with you. And they're the ones that got Budweiser's attention. It's not just the loss of business. It's the fact that they had a loss of business and the local people were the ones standing up going, what the hell are you doing? You're driving us out of business. Why should we bottle and distribute you? That's the key to these things. Uh, and um, just saying, you know, I don't think it's enough that you you take these people who, you know, uh, this this. Uh, uh, woman that was, you know, in, in charge of this campaign, she has been uh, put on a uh, leave of absence. But she called Bud Light a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor, and it needed something for young drinkers. Really? Okay, well, just flush years and years and decades of credibility right down the, the toilet to grab what? How many people agreed with that? What are you, nuts? I, I don't think, it, I, I mean, well, anyway. Uh, all you need to know is congratulations, another win. And if you want to hit people like Coca-Cola or things like that, you go for the distributors and the bottlers. The Glenn Beck Program. A lot of good things going on in Florida these days. One of them is Let Us Do Good uh, Village. Let Us Do Good Village. It's in Land of Lakes. Uh, it is the first of planned series of communities of about 100 homes set up by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for Gold Star Families. The first family to move in were the Thorntons, Daniel and her children, uh, Jalen and Kinsley. Um, their dad, and her husband, Robert, uh, the father of the family, was killed. And when that happened and he was in the line of duty, he was given a mortgage-free home there. 
It's the Let Us Do Good Village. Gold Star families and their families of fallen first responders, as well as families of those who are catastrophically injured. They're all neighbors. The kids grow up with each other. They can relate to each other. There's so many good things that come out of this. If you really uh, are looking for something to help, Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org does so much good. Check them out now. T2T, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code question everything. You can save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I'm just learning all kinds of new stuff from Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Pat, you had a you had an expert on today. Yeah, yeah, I about did about the moon about the moon landing. Well, he exposes the hoax. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the moon landing. Right. Yeah. You say that with air quotes. Uh, now. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Wow. You can't have someone on about the moon landing because there was no no moon, moon landing. landing. Right. Sure, we all know that. So it's, any- it's like fly <laughs> me to the moon. Yeah. Right. We can't. Okay, because right. it's never happened and it never, never will. will. Okay, all right. So what? <laughs> what? So is that because of the flat Earth that no. we can't? No, okay. Bart, I talked to Bart Sabril about this, and mm-hmm. he's not a flat Earth guy. Okay, uh, he just claims we haven't gone to the moon, and hmm. uh, one of his things is it's never happened in the history of the world where technology has gone backwards after fifty years. Because okay, fifty-four years ago we went to the moon. Haven't been able to do it since. We're now supposedly supposedly trying to get back there, but we can't because the technology still doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, That's not true. None of that is true. <laughs> oh yeah, NASA destroyed all all of the technological no. gains they made. And, okay, well, and how we do can... you a, a explain many of the pieces of the? Uh, NASA Apollo program that I have just mm-hmm. across the brickyard here oh, at the like museum. What? Yeah. We like yeah. what? Yeah. 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 Right? I'm on Pat's side now. Okay. <laughs> okay. After that, okay. that's because okay, boys. you appreciate logic. Yeah. <laughs> Stu. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they just made up stuff. And it's not true that we can't get to the moon the way we used to. I just don't think it's like, it's like saying, uh, you know, we can't go to grandma's house. Like we used to, and in a horse and buggy, because we're not building, uh, yeah, horse and buggies or or Model Ts. Mm-hmm. No, we're building new things, and sometimes mm-hmm. those new things don't work right away, especially if they're all one-offs. What we're doing is uh, uh, Starship mm-hmm. is much more powerful, yes, than the Saturn V rockets. But look how many times that's exploded. Yeah, it just explodes. Uh, well, right? They can't, they can't it even, just they can't even did keep it from exploding. Again, mm-hmm. right? It was the biggest, most Do you powerful. know how hard it is? That's oh. his point. It's too hard. It's We've not too hard. <laughs> He's done it. What, how do you explain? I've 
stood at the launch pads. Yeah. Or, you know, a mile away from the launch pad, otherwise I would have been burned up. But uh-huh. I stood mm. at the launch pad. I watched the space shuttles go So they're up. saying they kept you a well, the mile sp- away of this thing <laughs> they were supposedly doing. And he's not denying the space shuttle. We can orbit the Earth. Oh, we just okay. can't go to the sun, uh, the, uh, the moon. Well, we, we, we can't, can't go, go to, to the, the sun. sun. <laughs> <laughs> so... Another one of the problems is that there's that uh, Van Allen uh, radiation belt, which you can't get through or you'd die. And mm-hmm. that's one of the that's one of the main reasons, of course, because yeah. you got to go through the radiation belt and it would kill you. That I don't know about the radiation. Yeah, there's a there's a radiation belt. But NASA says we go through it so fast it doesn't it doesn't really affect people. If you lingered there, it would do so, you some harm. In other words, X rays can't be used because we die from the radiation of an x-ray and nasa is like no mm-hmm. we just expose you to it quickly, quickly. <laughs> okay kind of, yeah all right well that yeah, seems sort of. like a logical response to that what it kind of does yeah <laughs> uh but he says it's not he cites a man who says no it's not possible to go through the and i said that's one guy what are you working for nasa how much are they paying you <laughs> yeah i'm working for nasa and people don't realize that you are in fact working for nasa yeah one of your main sponsors which is only <laughs> which only exists to uh, remind people of how great like mathematics were back in ancient times with the muslims <laughs> what is the actual i mean if you were to Boil down the reason we haven't been back to the moon. It's kind of just that we didn't think it's really worth it, right? Yeah, we thought well, we, had, we had better priorities up there. That's what we've been spending our money it was on. Social pressure, right? After what seventy-two, when the last Apollo, I think it was seventeen, went up, uh, they were getting so much flack from people. We've got our own problems here. What about poverty and war right here? What about so? They pressured them out of doing yeah, there the moon was the, mission. You couldn't. I, I remember growing up. I saw one of the last moon landings uh, live because I was mm-hmm. too young to remember the first one. And I remember watching in school, seeing one of the moon landings and seeing him walk around. And you're like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it was oh, yeah. just it, it, it was so it's, commonplace honestly, by then. It is exactly what happened with Starship. That is a miracle what they've just done. That, that's all brand new technology. They're not taking that from the Saturn V rocket. This is all brand new technology. They launched something the largest ever. <laughs> yeah. They launched it and everybody mm-hmm. was like, what happened? Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. launched a, they launched a big rocket. Okay. They have true. no idea. And I think, I, I honestly think Elon Musk has brought back that fascination among a, a whole generation of people. I, I, I When I grew up, the, the thing I remember about the space program was being in school, watching the Challenger explode. Like, that's my memory of the space yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So I, never was I interested, really. It was never one of those things that, that lit up my imagination. I do think there's a younger generation now that sees the Elon Musk stuff and is, is, I mean, they, they, you look at the internet. I mean, they go, they do go crazy about it. I mean, there are a lot of people who now care, but I think most people who are from other generations are just like, eh, you know, we see, we've been there, done that. It's really funny because I was thinking about it today. I think Elon Musk is, and I don't want to give him this label because I hate this guy so much. Um, But he is, He's kind of the Edison, more the Tesla, Um, Mm. but Edison was much more of a showman. And Mm -hmm. when when he lit up Menlo Park 
and uh, and the streets, the world changed. Now, you know, you get an iPhone and it does something spectacular and like, huh, the world doesn't change. Even though the world changes, <laughs> yeah. nobody notices. And I think he's doing all of these amazing things. He's much more like Tesla involved in just game changing absolutely everything. And he's actually responsible for it. But I think the only time that he will be really recognized, I, I was thinking today, I think the world will stop and watch when we land a man on Mars. I think that's the thing mm-hmm. that has to happen. Well, we'll go sure. up on the moon. The first time it happens, yeah, people yeah, yeah. will be really interested. Yeah, and then they'll be like, okay, big deal. We put a man on Mars. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. goes, it comes and goes fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is prop- the problem with capitalism. It really is. We It works so well, and it works kind of like a, as an operating system in the background. Like, it's an amazing thing for you to click a little little light on a phone that does all these incredible things that an app could do. Mm-hmm. And it's running on an operating system that you never think about. And that's what the, capitalism does this. The, the operating system of capitalism is constantly improving your life, and you never notice it. Yes. You know, billions of people get removed from poverty. Think about, like, live aid back in the day we are the world right remember what a big deal that was all the all the like yeah. michael jackson and newton bono and everybody all they're all singing these songs and they're trying to raise money like that that ju- that was nothing compared to like a couple of just years of general capitalist development which has ripped billions of people out of poverty and no one ever reports on it no mm-hmm. one cares no one notices it just happens mm-hmm. all of our lives get better in the background we never notice it and we can we always notice the things that get worse in the foreground but that's why we're having the problem we're having now we're having a problem in america because we're like this sucks what part of your life sucks right now? I mean, you might yeah. be unhappy. You may not have the riches or the fame or the education or whatever. But let me take you back just to 1940. You want to see sucks? <laughs> let me take you there, let alone 1701. Yeah, someone noted mm-hmm. that uh, deodorant wasn't in wide use until the 50s. So think about the 40s for a second. Ooh, I mean, that's the smell of the 40s. Must Still have Still banned in France, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, judging by the smell when you're there, <laughs> yeah. it must be banned. <laughs> Is there a time that you would rather live in? I mean, I don't think so. No. no. I mean, no. I, look, there are a lot of problems. And, and of course, we talk about that stuff all the time. And it's important to talk about. I'm not demeaning that. But we don't notice how 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 much things have improved there's there were so many problems at every stage of man but yeah. not this many man-made miracles yeah I and mean, some think, of those many of those miracles in fact came from the space program yeah. came from our effort to get to the moon you know cell phone technology satellite gps yeah. uh, and so many more they needed those those uh, they had to know, overcome all those challenges those production companies like paramount and mgm yeah. needed <laughs> right. all those things CGI, to be right to get yeah. their special effects right. down so well that it'd be is convincing weird yeah you know it is it's <laughs> illegal for an american citizen to own a spacesuit it's illegal what, mm-hmm. what do you mean it's Why? illegal. I've been trying to get a spacesuit. Yeah, you've been telling us about right. that. And I've my efforts have only yielded uh, a a refueler's suit from Apollo 11 
and it looks like a spacesuit. Oh, but I it bet was, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah. But you can't get the actual spacesuit. Can't get the actual spacesuit. Americans are not allowed to own. I can buy a Russian spacesuit. I don't want a Russian spacesuit. Why can't you have one? Don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should have your never from this morning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because the label says Paramount prop and yeah. costume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Pat. Wait, All can right. people listen to this interview back, Pat, on your podcast? Uh, they can indeed. Yeah. yeah you could go to, uh, you know, YouTube. Is he, is dot he, com slash Pat Gray. Is he a good sport about it? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't I sound like got it. a little irritated with me, but uh, yeah, he was okay. He was okay about it. I mean, I don't, you know, you believe what you want, dude, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of, of evidence, but if you have him on and you sh- I think you should, cause he's fun. Uh, he'll show you a lot of evidence that we didn't do it. Oh, I'd love so, to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Now I've met several astronauts. Have you? Yes, I have. Wow. Maybe, have. maybe no, you haven't. So uh, maybe the answer is no, you haven't. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. Thank <laughs> oh, you, by Pat. the way, this is the same guy that got hit in the face by Buzz Aldrin. Oh, yes. Years ago. What is that? 2017 or sometime when. The, you, so you I remember won't that bring occurrence? up the time yeah. I had dinner with Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> I'll just leave. Make note. Leave Buzz Aldrin out of the conversation. <laughs> Uh, Sometimes the value of a product or service relies heavily on the values of the company that's producing that product or service. We were just talking about this with with Bud Light. Budweiser, is that a woke company that's fully in and they're like, yeah, right. Or is that a company that doesn't get it? Or is that a company that was like, we got to do it? Yeah, are, are the one that is essentially just reading the room incorrectly, yeah. right? They thought this would be good for for money. They bring in, hey, a new demographic, whatever, and not realizing there'd be a big pushback. Yeah. Um, the, the way to avoid all of that stuff that happened with Bud Light is uh, not go there. Not hate uh, half the country. That's an idea. Patriot Mobile is a company that is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They feel that they need to do a good job, better than the other guys, uh, cheaper, less expensive than the other guys, um, and work for positive things. Stand for the things that used to unite us, and that's the Bill of Rights. If you are on one of the three major networks, you're paying too much. You are putting money into their socialist causes. What you need to do is switch to Patriot Mobile. Do it today. They'll make it really easy and free. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Virginia has a chief diversity officer uh, who took the stage Friday at the Virginia Military Institute. Um, and they are currently having a very tense debate about all the things that are so important. Uh, and he, he took to the stage and said, let's take a moment right now just to kill that cow of DEI. DEI is dead. 
We're not going to bring that cow up anymore. It's dead. It was mandated by the General Assembly, but this governor has a different philosophy of civil discourse, civility, and treating uh, people living with the golden rule. Um, he, uh, they, apparently, they were very, very upset. Didn't think that was very exclusive. And uh, apparently, in his talk, he kicked it off with a prayer to Jesus. This is from the Washington Post. And laced with mentions of our creator and God, which angered many of the people who attended. Mentions? Yeah, mentioned him. The creator. God. Wow. Yeah. A fully loaded mention? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An assault mention? It was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was an assault mention. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing that up, Stu. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, they got a little pushback there, but congratulations, uh, to the diversity officer. Can we stop with the diversity officer? We've always been diverse. We are the most diverse population ever assembled in one country. Do you know that by far, by far? Well, Sweden works really well. Yeah, really? It does. Cause it's like. Three families of Vikings. They're all related to each other. They're all white, blonde hair, blue-eyed people. It's pretty easy to bring them together. This country, people come from all walks of life, all cultures. And look how well we have gotten along. And we are broadcasting from the most diverse city in the United States, uh, which is Irving, Texas. Uh, it's about like 25% of four different categories, almost yeah. exactly broken up. Mm-hmm. And you realize that when people aren't we insane, <laughs> the society runs completely fine. Yep. Uh, no, you wanna, having different colors and different cultures, there are different cultures around here. There's lots of different restaurants. There's lots of different uh, stores and, and, and it serves a bunch of different communities. And you know what? Everyone kind of just picks what they want and they go on with their lives and it's, it's, you know, we don't need diversity officers on every corner to point out it's okay for you, for you to go. You can't go yeah. in that store, and you can go in this one. A lot of a lot of people that work here think that I, you know, I bought these studios because they were the old Paramount Studios. No, they are close to some of the best Korean barbecue food you've <laughs> ever had. That, that's the only reason. That's the only reason huh. we uh, live here. And now I understand your real estate investing <laughs> philosophy a little bit better. <laughs> How far are you away from Korean barbecues? Oh, that's too far. No, no. (laughs) The Glenn Beck Program. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is 
the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Fight Back Friday. Uh, Fridays, we try to highlight people who are fighting back or have a plan to fight back, encouraging others to stand up in a peaceful way and uh, just speak the truth. Today, um, Floyd Brown is on. He is the author of Counterpunch. He's the Western Journal founder. He is also, I know him from uh, my days with KVI. He was at KVI in Seattle. Um, I don't know how he survived in Seattle. I wonder if he's still there. Um, <clears throat> but he's also the uh, the guy who put together Citizens United. Yeah, yeah, you know, those people who believe in free speech. <laughs> what whack jobs they are, huh? Floyd Brown joins us in 60 seconds. All right, let's say you got something to prove. You want the world to know just how tough you are. Well, my pillows, uh, Giza Dream Sheets, are probably not for you. Okay, I just did a podcast. Comes out tomorrow with Tim Kennedy. I don't know. I think the guy could sleep on sandpaper and be happy. But I am not one of those people. No, I don't like to sprinkle rocks or, well, sometimes there's, you know, crumbs of Oreo cookies that are on my bed and it kind of feels like rock because my skin is so sensitive anyway you really want great sheets the my pillow giza dream sheets and they're on sale now you can get them as low as 29.98 come in multiple colors styles sizes it's time to upgrade your sleep get a 10-year warranty 60-day money-back guarantee go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square and check out the sale on giza dream sheets when you click on that square, you will also find deals on other MyPillow products only around for a short time. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Great limited time specials available now at MyPillow.com. Floyd, my man, how are you, sir? I'm great. Good to be with you. Yeah, good to be with you. So um, we are at a time now where... Um, I think this is the, you know, right. Reagan said it. Now is the time for choosing. This is the time where you have to decide what side you're on. Uh, and I think there are many strange bedfellows that can be made at this point uh, because people are standing up from all walks of life. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. That's why I actually, my, my book is called Counterpunch, but the subtitle is An Unlikely Alliance of Americans Fighting Back for Faith and Freedom. And I think you are absolutely correct. America is at an inflection point, and we've been under such a barrage of what I call false narratives for so long now. And, uh, I mean, you deal with all of these false narratives from climate change is, is caused by man to Trump was a Russian spy, <laughs> Biden laptop was Russian propaganda. I mean, we get all these false narratives and false narratives. Their purpose is to make people feel alone, isolated, and like they can't do anything. Correct. And, and so, you know, I, I, I travel the country and speak at conferences and I kept hearing from everyone. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? So I thought I would put together a book that explained to them that they have the most power right around them. 
it's a lesson that I learned a, a long time ago. We underestimate the power that we have to influence the people that are right around us. Um, you know, local action can have national impact. And so uh, it's really a time for people to get engaged. It's time for people to start building community again. You know, they put us on house arrest. They locked us all down. Mm -hmm. They tried to do everything they could to break the bonds of community. And we've got to go the extra step and start rebuilding those bonds of community. How do you do that when sometimes your family just can't even get together? Yeah. Well, the first thing that I suggest is people get to know their neighbors again. Most people live on a street. Most people, you know, live in an apartment building. There's somewhere where there's neighbors nearby, but Americans don't know them anymore. And so you can do things as simple as have coffee with them. And then I talk about uh, several examples of groups and organizations that have organically grown up as a result of somebody just stepping out. I talk about a guy named Basil Fermanos, who's in North Phoenix. Uh, Basil was upset with mask mandates, and so he texted 50 of his friends to come to a coffee shop and meet him, and 250 people showed up. Wow. And so that group, um, you know, was launched. And they still meet. They meet Mondays, every other Monday. And they, they've been involved in school board races, local legislative races. They are making change right where they live. And that's how we fix the country. You know, I, nobody's going to ride in on their white horse into Washington, D.C. and fix everything. That's not no. the solution to our problems. No. People, people have to occupy right where they're at. There is... Um... There's something also that I think is, for me at least, the most important thing. Jason Whitlock yesterday said, stop calling me a conservative. I'm a Christian. I'm not necessarily conservative. And I heard a a great uh, priest talk about this recently on a YouTube video I watched, where he said, I'm tired of hearing about a liberal priest or a conservative priest. He said, there's neither of those. If you're for gay marriage... You're not a liberal priest. You're not a priest. If you are for, um, you know, transgenderism and the mutilation of our children, you're not a liberal priest. And I'm not a conservative priest for standing against it. You're just not a priest. And I think re-establishing ourselves with our faith. And I don't know how many people really have that deep of faith anymore. Um, but reestablishing that, no, there are, I have two citizenships, one to the United States, and my, my first citizenship is to the kingdom of God. And I'm not going to break those laws in either of those citizenships. I can't do it and, and be a good citizen. No, you, you are exactly right. This is a spiritual warfare you know, we, we, we all know that uh, Tucker Carlson just recently was released at Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the speculation is we don't know everything that happened is that he was starting to talk in terms of spiritual warfare. Yeah. And, and, and he, he, he was calling out people as evil. He gave this uh, speech to the Heritage Foundation uh-huh. on their 50th anniversary 
where, uh, you know, he, he, he said things that offend the elites. And so, uh, you know, I think that that's a big part of why he might have been removed. So you're right. You've, you've, it is a spiritual battle. And, um, you know, I encourage people to get back into scripture. I think one of the ways that you can discern these false narratives it is if you're putting good things into your mind and the Bible and the scripture is full of wisdom. So, you know, turn off social media, turn off Twitter, turn off Facebook and spend some time in the Bible. And I think it will really change your perspective about things. I think it's really hard. You know, if people went and swore off, uh, you know, movies, TV shows that are on Netflix, people don't realize how far we have drifted just in the last 10 years. You can't watch anything anymore that, you know, you would have you would have thought was good and wholesome 15 years ago. <laughs> they don't no. exist. And what's good and wholesome now is still filthy. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the good things about having these streaming sites is we can watch old programs. I mean, right. I mean my my wife and I, we watched Murder, She Wrote, which came out during the Reagan era. Right, right. <laughs> so, but, you know, uh, uh, Alinsky, who was the most powerful influence on the left and wrote Rules for Radicals, he was a great tactical strategist. And what he helped the left do was maximize their influence, but he did it by ridicule and ripping people apart. His right. strategies are incredibly divisive. And uh, in fact, you know, uh, he, he dedicated his book to Lucifer, the most divisive person in the spiritual realm. And, and I actually encourage people to do the opposite of Olinsky, and that is start to love the people around yes. you, start to love your neighbors, start to re-engage with your neighbors and then find people like you that you want to work with and then get involved in your school board race. Get involved in some of these key things because, you know, we still have the Bill of Rights. We still have freedom of the press. And if we don't exercise these freedoms, we will lose them. I think that's one of the most important things that you have said is start to uh, love your enemy. I, I, I gave a speech uh, a couple of nights ago in Virginia, and uh, I said, you know, there, hatred comes from darkness and ignorance. And uh, there is a hatred that is spreading all over the world that is just evil. And if we really are disciples of Christ, we have to love our enemies and we have to start looking at some of these people. Some of these people know exactly what they're engaged in. I think a lot of other people don't really know and they've just kind of they've just kind of eased their way into it and they don't realize that they're up to their neck in evil now. And the Lord wants all of his kids back, not just us, not one side or the other. He wants all of them to return to him. Uh, and you're never going to accomplish that with hatred and anger and violence. Never. No. I mean, his message is a message of love, of radical love. 
And, um, you know, when I was growing up, we had the Kiwanis Club, we had the Lions Club, we had the Rotary Club. We had all of these civic organizations that were, were building the local community. And, you know, those organizations now are all in really tough shape. They're smaller after COVID. A lot of people didn't come back. Uh, they're, they're, a lot of them will never re-engage. We have to rebuild community and start with our neighborhoods and start with our neighbors. And we can take back the country literally town by town, city by city, county by county. There's over 3,000 counties in America that are, uh, in essence, red counties. And a lot of times uh, they aren't being run that way because people just aren't active in their communities. And politics encourages and invites and attracts some of the worst elements. Mm. Uh, Floyd, thank you so much. The name of the book that he's just put out is Counterpunch. Uh, his name is Floyd Brown. You can get Counterpunch wherever you get your books. And you can also find uh, much of his work at westernjournal.com, westernjournal.com. Floyd, thank you so much. Great to be with you. You bet. Bye-bye. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Uh, when was it that you discovered you couldn't do that thing that you loved anymore? What, what was that thing? My thing was writing uh, by hand uh, and painting. Couldn't do them. And that just just killed me. It was too painful to use my hands for any amount of time. And I mean, like three minutes, uh, my hands would just cramp up and it was horrible. I, I couldn't live that way. And I lived that way for several years. I tried everything. I didn't try relief factor because I thought there's no way that's going to work for me. I mean, it's advertised on the radio. Come on, man. Uh I don't know why I feel that way. I use the products I advertise for. Um, so I'm listening to boneheads on the radio and they're like, God, it's a relief factor. I didn't think it would work mainly because it reduces inflammation. Uh, and I've had ibuprofen. I've even had the hard stuff. Oh, man, I was in recovery after ibuprofen 800 for a while. Um, it does nothing for me. For some reason, relief factor works I have my hands back. I can paint. I can write again. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Just try it for the three-week quick start. 1995-1800, the number four relief. 800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Stu, in the, uh, in the uh, newsletter today, get our e- email newsletter. Go, and go to uh, glenbeck.com, and you can sign up for it. It's free, and it gives you about 60 or 70 stories every day that we feel are the most important. I'm not getting to many of them today because it's Friday, man. I don't, I don't want to think. I really don't want to think, and I don't think you do either. Um, but there was a story in there about a new study on climate change. That is showing, uh-oh, the models are all wrong. Yeah, and this has been a real problem for the climate change industry over the past uh, few years, which is their models seem to be running a little hot. 
They're not, yeah, they're not really predicting where the temperatures would go. Mm. If you, you know, of course, now we know where temperatures have gone over the past 20, 30 years. Of course, the older models predicted much more warming. And the answer to that is, of course, we've improved our technology. We now know better. Uh, yeah, sure, we were wrong before, but now we're right. And you should trust us now, even though our history shows you, you we were wrong last time. That's always an interesting proposal that we're supposed to accept, but let's go along with it here for a moment. The newest study out on this is showing about half the amount of warming as many of the other studies have shown when it comes to what is actually going on. It's about, you know, most of these uh, studies have showed about 0.2 degrees Celsius increase per decade and tell... Tell that to the next person who tells you, I, I remember when I was a kid, it was never this hot, and now it really is. Is that right? You're really noticing the 0.2 degrees Celsius per decade? Is that that noticeable to you? In 50 years, that equals one degree. You're really noticing that, are you? That's just an annoying thing that people do. But anyway, the newest <laughs> one is showing about half that, about 0.12 degrees uh, Celsius. So we've already cut decade. it in half. There you go. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. A lot of this has to do with the positive versus negative feedback loops that they put inside of these climate models. And it's an annoying, long conversation. But like if you think about a like a rounded bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And if you were to drop a ping pong ball into the bowl, it would go up and down and it would kind of eventually settle at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a negative feedback loop. Okay, it's going to take whatever's going on and decrease it over time until it stops. A positive feedback loop is if you took that same rounded bowl and turned it upside down and you dropped the ping pong ball on the top. Well, it would just run rampant, right? It would just go off the table and keep rolling. And so what climate theorists always talk about is are these positive feedback loops. The things that are happening wouldn't do what they say these catastrophic consequences are. It wouldn't by themselves do that. But what they say is... Well, one thing will lead to another, which will lead to another, which will lead to another. They will build off each other and make everything worse and create a positive feedback loop that eventually ends with all of us dying and society collapsing. I mean, collapsing. That, is, that is what we have done with our foreign policy over the last 100 years. Well, if we do this, then they'll do that, and then this will happen, and that will happen, and it'll all be great. Right. And none of that happens. Almost never can you predict these things. This is why back in the turn of the last century, 1899 to 1900, 1901, the big fundamental environmental concern was how were they going to get rid of all of the horse dung from Manhattan? Because there were so many, they were growing so fast and everyone was on horses and there's horse dung everywhere. What do we do with it all? It's going to pile up and it's going to envelop the city. Now, in reality, I do admit it did eventually get covered in feces, but it was human feces. (laughs) And And it was because of the progressives. (laughs) Hey, totally different problem. So there is a, there's another story in show prep that comes from the World Economic Forum today. It's about Agenda 2030. Oh yeah, it's back. Listen to this. In the times of fraying multilateralism, Agenda 2030 represents the rare moment of unanimity achieved by the international community, which in 2015 agreed to cement the three pillars of sustainable development. I bet I could get more people to tell me what the three branches of government are on the street than the the three pillars of sustainable development. Okay, and remember, this is a this a global thing that we all got together and did. Economic advancement, social progress, and environmental st- uh, sustainability. 
the 17 sustainable development goals of the targets of the 2030 uh, agenda represent a significant improvement over the preceding eight millennial development goals and their comprehensive scope. Civil society organizations played a key role in putting forward the ideas for SDGs. Of, I just said what an SDG is, and I'll bet you most people would go, what is an SDG? Sustainable Development Goal. Anyway, um, uh, they were able to win significant people-centered commitments, uh, blah, blah, blah. Beyond their role in the SDGs, it established that civil society organizations contribute to the national life and sustainable development. It helps foster inclusive policymaking that keeps the needs of the vulnerable and marginable. It can, this article continues to talk about how we all did this together. I contend no one that I know and no one that you know or will ever know put all of this together. We weren't even consulted. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I don't know about you, but I value my sanity and my sanity is connected to my wife's sanity. And when we sell a home and uh, they continue to say, oh, we've got somebody coming over for a showing. Uh, just make sure the house is clean. Even if they say, don't worry, they don't care if you live in a pigsty. They just want to look at the house because they're thinking about burning it down to the ground. My wife will say to me, we've got to clean. We've got, we have to spend the day cleaning the house. And you're like. They're going to burn it down. We cannot show the house and have it with a speck of dust in it. Oh, my gosh. Please, somebody sell my house quickly. Okay. Do you feel this way? We can find the right real estate agent that can help you sell your house quickly and for the most amount of money. And if they'll give you an honest viewpoint of you got to do this and this and this to your house if you want to sell it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there. We'll get you the, the people we think are the best in your area to find the right house, to sell your house, and win on both sides of the economic ladder. If you're upset, Tucker has been canceled. We had a great show for you at 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Stu does America at blazetv.com slash Glenn. To say that. Question everything is the code. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Now, I want to talk to you about uh, your elections. You may have elections going on. Texas, I know, has elections going on right now through May 2nd. Election day is Saturday, May 6th. Um, but this is these are the ones where they get you because they're very organized. And some of these elections, many of them school board elections, they can be won by three votes because seven people have voted. Okay. Nobody goes out and votes. You need to call your friends and organize your neighborhood. Literally, if you put 10 people in a car, you could be the difference on a winning and losing election in an election like what's happening right now. Um, I want to introduce you to uh, Stephanie Alod. She is, and now don't hold this against her, okay? Yes, she's a California native, but she got to Texas as soon as she could. 
Stephanie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah. Um, so you moved from California. You moved to Frisco, which is a really nice uh, part of North Texas, and it has great schools. And you got into the schools and then you started paying attention to what was being said because of COVID and what happened. Right. Well, the first few years were great. We've been here 10 years. And then I started to notice some things even before COVID, but then after COVID, definitely. And so I went to a school board meeting just about two years ago, actually, and I just did not like what I saw at all. I felt like the parents who had taken time to be there were, were very disrespected. In fact, the school board president at the time said, this is our meeting, meaning theirs and not ours. And it just didn't sit right with me. So to make a very long story short, I ended up running for school board last year and I won. So I have been a school board member um, for about a year now. And you found out, and we have the tape, we're going to play it here in a second. You found out that other members of the school board were meeting without you to try to figure out how to pretty much silence you. Yes, I did find that out recently. And, uh, well, let's, let's play. Do you want to set this audio up? Well, yeah, from what I understand, I can, sure. So, so what happened last fall was that myself and another trustee put an item on the agenda related to bathroom policy and so that it took a while, and now I know why it took a while. Once you hear what you're about to play, it'll probably make more sense. But it took a while, and I didn't really think that much about the fact that it took a while, even though we have procedures as part of the board in terms of how long things should take before they get on an agenda when trustees request it. But anyways, apparently there was um, some constituents of our community who were angry about the policy, so our three board officers met with them to address their concerns and um, they were concerned that we had just passed a policy saying, you know, boys use boys restrooms, girls use girls restrooms. They were upset about that. And so this, this audio was the three board officers um, kind of responding to those concerns. Now listen to this. Go ahead. I am so tired of having, because every time it's on a board meeting, every time it's on an agenda, the entire tape crowd now can come and speak about how terrible they think our transgender students are. And Stop for a second. This, this woman is saying, I am so sick and tired of it. Every time we talk about bath- bathrooms, then the entire hate crowd comes in and we have to listen to how much they hate it. Go ahead. I mean, Marvin and Stephanie are going to keep on, but every time the they're going to ruin every meeting this year. Every meeting. Yes. And I have mechanisms in place that I can push and I can use our subcommittee structure. And they wanted to vote on this in July. Mm-hmm. It's November. That's how long I've been able to push this out. And so, like, I have mechanisms by which I can do that. And I can also put it on any agenda. They want it on the regular board meetings because it's a show. If they ask for anything transgender policy going forward, it will be on a special meeting in the middle of the day that no one goes to. And the only way we can combat what they're doing is to make sure our board stays in the majority of good guys. That's all we can do. Because the state, but if they change the state law, they won't. They, they will try, but they are they have never been successful in passing a bathroom policy at the state no, level. Because we need to be in the audience listening to what their narrative is so that we have a defense mechanism. That is incredible. 
in case you need a recap, some of the things discussed there was we're tired of the people coming to the meetings and wrecking the meetings. And Stephanie and and uh, and her uh, fellow board member, they keep coming and they're going to wreck all of these meetings. Uh, so. And then the next one says, oh, well, I I can keep it off the agenda. They wanted to do this in July. It's now November. And I have mechanisms that will keep it off the agenda. And the other one says, and if they want to put it on the agenda, we can put it on in the day so nobody comes and uh, we won't have to deal with all of that. Uh, what was the last thing uh, in there? There was oh, so we, much. We have to have. Uh, we have to make sure that the good guys remain in control of the board. The question is, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? When you heard this, uh, Stephanie, what did, what did you think? I mean, I was shocked. I, I really was because, you know, I understand that there's there's a divide within the board and that, you know, the existing board members didn't didn't want me on it. I, I certainly understand that. That was made very clear in last year's election. But, you know, I, I was surprised that that anyone went to this level to do this. And it was very concerning to me to call, you know, to, to characterize the parents as being a hate crowd. These are parents who came and spent their time and spoke, in most cases, pretty eloquently about their concern about this bathroom practice that the district had had and quite honestly is still practicing. So, you know, they're allowed to come and say that and that doesn't make them a hate crowd. They were concerned. There were fathers coming concerned about their daughters. There were, you know, there was a mom who came who her son had been impacted by this whole issue of having a, a biological girl in the boys restroom. And then, you know, when this mother complained to the school about that they said well your son can use the nurse's restroom if he's uncomfortable and she came and spoke I didn't that's not a hater that's just you know someone who disagrees and it you know one of the things that concerns me the most about this whole environment that we live in especially as it relates to school board elections is if you don't agree with the establishment then you're you know you're a Dangerous. hate crowd yeah. member right and and your anti-public education. It's like, it's so ridiculous. It's so intellectually dishonest. It's like, we can disagree and that's okay. But this, this name calling and this rhetoric is just, it's escalated in Frisco this year because of the board election. And it's really sad to see. So um, first of all, are there people that you've talked to, or you're getting some other people like you on that are running now for the board? There are two people that I am supporting in this election. I, I sort of characterize it as establishment candidates versus independent voices. That's how I characterize it. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are, um, I've supported Reed Bond and Susan Kershaw. We have two seats up for election this year, and I have publicly endorsed and supported them. Are they running as, re this. are they Republicans or Democrats or independents? They are. They're they're conservatives. They're, okay, sure. okay. They are. And they've gotten all the endorsements from all the conservative groups and okay. a lot of the Republican politicians. But because they're nonpartisan races, it doesn't have the any kind of party affiliation on yeah, the ballot. Yeah. Right. Um, and and how do you are there any I mean, because they're so they hide. They hide. We're open with our view. Look, if you want bathrooms to be shared by you know both sexes or all 99 i'm not the candidate for you they're not 
open and honest about it. So how do you know that you're you're standing with somebody that is good? Well, um, you know, you just ask questions. And I think a lot of these these grassroots organizations, um, you know, do the vetting. And so that's what I tell people is go look at their questionnaires, go look at who they're endorsing. And you can see some of that. There's also forums that have been online. Um, in fact, I was interested to find out that the Frisco Chamber of Commerce, when they did their forum, that's kind of the biggest forum that we have here. They asked, you know, do you support getting out of the Texas Association of School Boards or not? Because another district recently did. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a question. That's a good one. So people said yes or no, right? Yeah. And so you could see where people fell. The other thing I'll say, just to kind of get back to the video for a quick second, is that one of our state representatives um, did request that the TEA, the Texas Education Agency, do an investigation into this to see if there was any kind of wrongdoing. And so it is my understanding that that investigation has occurred. So there's been quite a bit of backlash to it, including from several of our elected officials who've gotten involved and are trying to do something to, to just stop this stuff. So the uh, Texas Association of School Boards, um, you know, we we know about the school board um, associations nationally uh, and the Texas teachers unions. Uh, they were instrumental in killing uh, school choice here in Texas, which is incredible to me. We have so many spineless Republicans. Um what role do those guys play in school boards and and uh, races like this? So the Texas Association of School Boards, um, all trustees become a member once they get sworn in. If you, if your district is a member of of that organization, and all districts in Texas except for one are, and that that would be Carroll ISD in Southlake, who recently just voted to get out of the Texas Association mm-hmm. of School Boards. So they are in a process of exiting. Good. Um, but basically, they provide training for trustees. They provide legal and, and others as well, employees, things like that. Um, they also provide legal services for districts and insurance services and things like that. But they're on the wrong. You know, I have, they're on the wrong side, are they not? Are they not also I mean, pushing? Go ahead. Yeah, I've seen them push quite a bit of of progressive ideology. Um, I was not a fan of that organization when I was running because I had heard about this concept called Team of Eight. Yeah. And that is basically where you have seven trustees and a superintendent and you're supposed to be a team. And I thought, well, that that just seemed counterintuitive to me on the face of it because I thought, well, aren't the trustees supposed to be there to, you know, oversee the district? And isn't the superintendent supposed to report to the board? and isn't the board supposed to be seven independent voices trying to make decisions for the community? So the whole team of eight concept, I ran a platform kind of against that. In fact, I think I've specifically said, I will not be team of eight. I will be an independent voice. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of my thoughts before I, before I got on. And then, you know, when I got on the board, I had the chance last fall to go to a, a convention that was put on by the Texas association of school boards. And they brought in ACLU attorneys to talk to the trustees about some of these controversial issues. And I was shocked. I mean, it's one thing to present both sides of an issue, but I didn't see any Heritage Foundation speakers or you know, <laughs> anything like that. Right. 
Exactly I, right. I saw the ACLU, and right. I was I was quite honestly horrified because it was you know you have to allow pornographic books in libraries. Just make sure they're age appropriate, which meant to me I guess high school is okay, but maybe some books aren't okay for elementary school. But they basically told us there's no book you know that you should take out of the library, and some of these books are so explicit. And then oh, they I also, know. you know, said, you know, boys should be in girls' locker rooms if that's yeah. what they want. And, I mean, I heard them say it, and I, I couldn't get my mind around the fact that that's what they were doing. And so there's a lot of that stuff that that goes on in the conventions, but even just a lot of the rhetoric from, you know, this organization. They basically said that when you, you know, when you become a trustee, you serve a district and not the voters. And I thought, well, that's, you know... Yeah. What the heck is that? So, so, so I have not been a fan of this organization. Uh, Stephanie, thank you. You are running again already? No, I am not running. You're not running. No, okay, not good. Running. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think so, but um, no. yeah. Uh, I have a three-year term, so okay. I'll be in until 2025 at least. Okay. And But I'm supporting Reed Bond and Susan Kershaw okay. to be independent voices for Frisco ISD. I just wanted to talk to you. Thank you, Stephanie. I just wanted to talk to you for uh, the one reason that these are the elections that count. They will organize in these. The average American doesn't even go. And literally, they can be won by one vote, six votes. You can change everything if you just grab five people, put them in your car, go and go and vote. Do your homework. But if you have these elections going now locally, you've got to vote. All right. Back in just a second. Clock is ticking. What clock is that, you ask? The one that's counting down to the moment when you're going to need a car repair done, you know, and your warranty's expired. Oh, just because the warranty is expired doesn't mean my car's going to wait a minute. What? Yeah, it always happens. Sure, it's a long way off, or maybe maybe it's right around the corner. I don't know. But CarShield offers affordable protection that will fit every single budget and covers more parts than ever before. And you're going to want them when it's those costly repairs time to show up in your life. Also, count on CarShield to take care of you when your uh, car breaks down on the side of the road. Every protection plan continue, uh, uh, includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price today. It's uh, CarShield, carshield.com. Get coverage like I have, and you'll save 20% on your plan today at 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100 or carshield.com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. CNN. CNN is running Sunday night at 8 p.m. The rain begins. Charles and Camilla. Ooh. And tens of people will be watching. Well, don't overstate Okay, it. well, I just, it was kind of a dramatic moment. I wanted to, you know, maybe beef, beef it up just a little bit. When is this glorious? Uh, when is the coronation? Coronation. Well, I, obviously, it was, it's May 6, 2023. Okay. So we got, what are you doing May 6th? 
2023. Uh, I, of course, will be watching the coronation of King Charles because I knew it was happening before 10 seconds ago. Yeah. Completely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. You remember, I mean, when I was growing up, we did watch, you know, Prince Charles and Lady Di. You'd stay up. I stayed up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch it. This? No. The Glenn Beck Program. can only take so much okay a man can only take so much a country can only take so much um i just want to talk to you about i just want to talk to you about brides today uh now this normally i'm i'm not talking to you about brides today uh i think this is the first time in my career i've ever brought up brides today today i think i have to i think i have to uh you know there's a point where you're like okay Okay, I mean, I, I, we're checking out. We're checking out. This is Hotel California. You are all insane. I'm checking out. We'll do that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Goldline. Wouldn't it be just awesome if we were living in a time where sanity ruled? Yeah, but we're not. So may I suggest Goldline? Goldline, I've always said, you know, first I started saying it's a hedge against inflation. Then about 10 years ago, I started saying, it's a hedge against insanity. And uh, when I start seeing the world start to you know, return to common sense, then I, I will stop saying that maybe you should have some gold or silver. The world is insane and it's only getting faster. In fact, they're the insane are running the world. May I suggest you stop listening to the experts and broaden your mind, do your own homework, and figure out, is that dollar going to collapse? Is that going to be the world reserve currency forever? Because it always is that way, you know. Goldline, call them now at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Protect your financial position right now. Just have something in gold or silver and gold or, and uh, silver is really inexpensive and easy to get into and i think it's it's going to help a lot of people i think uh if you had some silver every box of 100 of the five ounce silver coins these are very hard to get you will receive 50 of the mind your business silver bars at no additional cost just this week call 866 goldline 866 goldline okay this will be, I think, the first and only time I ever talk about brides today. It's a wedding magazine for brides. Now, it has its first cover. And uh, on the cover is a dude named 
Alloc. And I, I just, maybe if you're watching the blaze, you can, uh, you can get, can you get a picture of that? That's, uh, hmm. that's the beautiful bride. Wow. That's a bride. All right. Or it's something. It's definitely something. Hmm. The hairiest chest on a bride I've ever seen. I mean, you just, you put, you you wax his chest, and I think just a block away, people would still go, oh, gosh, that hurt. Uh, and it's not happening to you. A block away, they could be doing it to his chest, and you'd be like, ow, ow. Something, I just felt a... <laughs> I just felt a disturbance in the force. <laughs> it's like a million hair on somebody's chest were just ripped out. Oh, the follicles. <laughs> uh, follow your feelings, Luke. That's a dude. Okay? Yeah. That's clearly a and dude. Like, if and a dude wants to dress in a, I, you know, like, that's, I suppose, okay, their that's choice. That's fine, but really, Brides Magazine. If I'm, if right. I'm a bride, okay? Imagine I'm a bride. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful bride I would be. I agreed. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> so. <laughs> You'd be so, wonderful. Yeah. I want a picture of me as a bride. I think I should be on the next cover of, I don't know, Glenn Magazine. Mm. Anyway, um, so uh, if if I were a bride and a female bride, I, I would look at that magazine and say, what the hell are you doing? How mm. many... How many people, honest to God, how many people are transgendered and are getting married, let's say, in the next six months? Six? Am I being too generous? Too generous. Okay. Yes. How many are there? Not many. Can we stop? Not many. Can we stop? So this isn't a decision made to help the bottom line. No. Right? No. This is not a decision where like, hey, you know. Well, mm, I, yeah, see, let, can we go back to Budweiser? Because there are sure. three categories. And one of those categories is it is about the bottom line. But I don't believe any of this stuff. But I'm getting so much pressure. And I'm going to have advertisers leave me. I'm going to have people picketing out front. If I don't put a dude with a hairy chest in a bridal gown on my cover. Right. So they can say to whatever esg lord comes to them they can say look right. we have come on we, we're the people that put the, the bearded dude on the cover you we're right. good we're good don't worry about us right. you don't need to protest us you don't need right. to oppose us and and they expect you just to take it because they know you're afraid of them too this is stormtrooper tactics man that's yeah. exactly what stormtroopers did you were afraid the stormtroopers would come knocking at your door or point you out in a crowd I mean, so they they do it, and then they expect us just to continue to do it. I I mean, I don't, you know, I, I I'm not a buyer of Brides Magazine. No, no. Um, but if I ha if I were, let's say, Bridal Today is my favorite. So mm. if I if this happened to Bridal Today, I'd cancel my subscription. Would you? I wouldn't pick it up at the. Well, actually, I would pick it up. Because I want a copy of this for the museum just for a hundred years down the road. They can go, what the F were these people thinking? Are you confident in that? Yes, I am. 
You're confident in 100 years people look back. The gods of the copybook headings Mm -hmm. with terror and slaughter return. Yep. You think eventually people say this was a crazy period in our history. Stu, this has all been done before. Mm -hmm. This was done, I think we just talked about this yesterday, in the Weimar Republic. Yeah. Exactly all of this. And then it stopped. And it stopped in a bad way. But then it stopped. And now we're doing it again. And do you think we've learned any lessons? Do you think? Do you? What's happened is last time, uh, transgender, all of this stuff, surgery, all of it was happening in society, went crazy. And then the Nazis came in and said, they will make it stop. And they made it stop. In the this worst way time, possible, of course. Yes. Yeah. This time, the transgender movement is also using Nazi talk tactics. It's going to require one side or the other to go, hey, I'm just here for peace and love and the way of Christ. I, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to I don't want to round anybody up. I I, I I don't even want you to feel bad. OK, but I got to reestablish the truth here. Yeah. I hope you're right. I, I wonder sometimes. I don't feel that way all the time that it's going to come back around. Like I think of this when it, it comes to, for example, racism. We can all look back at, you know, separate water fountains and identify what a terrible, crazy period of history. Things that should not have occurred. Right. There's a lot of racial policies and terrible uh, discrimination that went on in that period that we can all identify now was awful. And I in my mind, we got past that. No, it doesn't mean that we're perfect, but we got past that that obvious thing and, and, and identified the way we solved it was to say, hey, we don't judge people on the basis of the color of their skin. Correct. But then now we here we are once again as a society embracing right. the color of skin as the most important characteristic of a person. Right. But and like I, I feel like we've slipped right back into that. I, I don't feel like. It's look, almost unfair been ni- to look, look back look, at look, that. Look. There's 19 holocausts that have happened to the Jewish people. Mm. 19 times. Incredible. And every time you're like, never forget. And then you start and going that again. way and they're like, hey, didn't this happen? Shut up, you <laughs> anti-Semite. And then it happens again. Okay. Mm. So we have to remember the past, but um, there will be a better period. The question is. Because of AI and because this is now global, this is the first time the entire earth has gone insane everywhere. Tell me where the safe country is to live, where it's sanity. Oh, you, oh, oh really? Uh, Steven Seagal? Yeah, he's pretty sane. Yeah, he's completely not nuts. Yeah, you know, at least they're sticking up for, you know, Christian points of view. It's Putin in Russia. There's no place that is safe, okay? That could push us into darkness for a very long time, but man will eventually come out of it. They will. And I look forward to that time. I don't think I might be alive when that happens, but I look forward to those days. It will happen. It's not, it does not have to end the way it usually ends. We have access to information and history that others never had. They didn't even have it in the 1930s. We have every, there's no excuse for us this time. Let me put it that way. 
It's not like you're going to get up to the pearly gates and Peter's going to be like, oh, it's you. You're like, yeah, but I didn't know. I really didn't know any of that was going on. Good old Pete's going to look at you and go, yeah, uh, you remember something called a Facebook feed, Instagram, Twitter? Yes. You were kind of on that a lot, weren't you? Yeah. It was all right there. Broom. That's what's going to happen. There's no excuse this time. Mm. By the way, um, if you like this kind of talk, if you just say, I wish I could hang out with people like Glenn and Stu all day and oh. just and just just swim in the sea of we're all going to die. Mm hmm. You need to work for Mercury Radio Arts. <laughs> uh, th- this what a is, commercial. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's my company, so yeah. I know it really well. <laughs> um, we have a, uh, a rare opening, and I know this is posted as Mercury, uh, so I think it is Mercury, not the Blaze. Um, we have a rare opening for an editor, and we are looking for really good quality Editors with lots of experience that are also constantly looking for the next kind of um, iteration of editing. If that's you, we pay in sandwiches and and you can be surrounded by people who think the end of the world is nigh. It doesn't get much better than that. No, I mean you can get that on some street corners. Uh, if you not all street corners, not all though. of them. No, not, not all, all of them. them. No. And no begging is required. I mean, you know, you can do that in your off time, but damn it, you better edit that <laughs> while you're here. Um, so if you'd like to join that, uh, go to glenbeck.com. You'll find a, uh, you'll find a, I, I don't, a job description and things that you have to do. And I don't know. I mean, it's my company, but I don't actually have anything to do with it. I, I, it's like Oompa Loompas run it. I don't even know how the doors open. I really don't. Uh, so you can join us at uh, Mercury Radio Arts. By the way, Blaze Media uh, is uh, announcing, they announced yesterday, our first uh, film and series. It's a comedy acquisition, and it is funny. Uh, I have been watching these people grow for a couple of years now, and um, we have just uh, uh, we have just grabbed uh, reopening, which has won all <laughs> kinds of awards uh, in the indie world. And usually, I don't really care about that, um, but it is the first time I've agreed with critics in a long time. This is really funny. If if you are a fan of movies like uh, Best of Show uh, or uh, Best in Show, Best in uh, Show, what is the uh, one with a the, the singing A Mighty Wind? If you are a fan of those, not everybody is. I am a huge fan of those. Yeah, Waiting for Guffman's another yeah. one. But uh, I would also say, you know, because some people, those are a little esoteric for some. Uh, I mean, The Office is yes. is, is mockumentary style, yes, it's, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all mockumentary. You're exactly right. That's a better one to use. Um this is called The Reopening, and it is the uh, cast and crew of a struggling theater in Pigeon Valley, Tennessee, as they attempt to prepare the theater to reopen after months of being closed down due to COVID. And uh, it involves the health inspector coming in and giving them all kinds of instruction. It is 
hysterical. It is really, really good. I think it opens on Blaze for subscribers on May 4th. Uh, that's next week. So is it next week? No, two weeks from now. No, it's next week. Yeah, it's April 28th today. So, yeah, next week. kidding me. We're already in. It's already happening. (laughs) When will it stop? Stop this merry-go-round. I want off. The calendar? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Please stop turning the pages, because I look a little like Dorian Gray right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this movie's great. I'm excited about it. It's, it's, uh, they're really funny, and the mockery of the things that need desperately to be mocked is so satisfying. So often, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, you know, Kamala Harris is up there blathering on saying these like 45 minute sentences that don't ever get to a conclusion. And we were talking about that. Like they, as far as I know, have not mocked that one time on Saturday Night Live. That's not making fun of Joe Biden because he's just dementia and maybe they have an issue with that. You know, okay, I guess you could find a line there. There's nothing you can find funny about Kamala freaking Harris. Nothing. 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 And, and and this movie isn't like, hey, here's conservative points. No, it's, it's not. not that at all. It's it's not. Just Everyone funny. will enjoy this. And you'll you'll like the mockery right. of the nonsense that we've just lived through. We are also um, uh, developing a new comedy series with the same people, a love letter to small town America. That features two dune buggy delivering paper boys at the Dusty Bluffs Gazette. Uh, and uh, it's a little like Napoleon Dynamite, if you like that. Uh, so become a member of the Blaze. Blaze TV, the movie uh, premieres next week, May 4th, only on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, use question everything, and this week you can still save $20 uh, for, with your uh, yearly subscription. All right, back in a minute. Let me tell you about Blinds.com. Getting custom-designed window coverings for your home or business, it might seem like an easy thing to, easy thing to do, but have you ever tried it? Because it sucks, okay? Unless, of course, you're using Blinds.com. When you use Blinds.com, it's easy because you don't have to leave your home. You don't have to shop for them. Their design consultants are so good at what they do. You're not, you don't have to have anybody coming in, you know, with a snotty attitude. Oh, you want me to help you make this house look good? Well, okay. Um, Blinds.com, they have people that are ready to talk to you right now. They're really experts. I'm pretty good at, okay, I'm going to admit it. I'm going to admit it. I'm pretty good at design, okay? And yeah, that makes me somebody who I am going to come out and say, I read Brides Magazine every month, okay? (laughs) Don't judge me. Don't you judge me. Anyway, um, I have gone to their experts, and they have nailed it every time. It is affordable. Top of the uh, already great prices, Blinds.com is running huge specials on their amazing amazing products. Right now, 45% off their selected products at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. Go to Blinds.com and save 45% off selected products right now. Blinds.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. I mean, we went down the blinds. I mean, the uh, the bridal magazine. So we might as well go here. Um, Barbie. Should we talk about Barbie now? 
Uh, do we? I don't know if we have time to talk about Barbie here. We'll I mean, well, we do. We clearly have time to talk about Barbie, but both of us, to be honest with you, are a little concerned about cutting it short because we have a lot of things to say about Barbie. I think it's a, a fascinating story. I do too. And some of the uh, the the people. People's idiotic comments about it, I think, are fascinating yeah. as well. Uh, but there is now a, uh, what is it, a Down Syndrome Barbie, which I completely, I love. I love. It's interesting to me that the people who are trying to make sure that Down Syndrome babies are never born are all celebrating the Down Syndrome Barbie. But maybe that's because, oh, they're kind of cute and cuddly. And, you know, once we kill all the people, I'd like to have one of them around kind of like a doll. It's amazing. How many articles have we read where they have literally been celebrating the uh, the death, the the, the An elimination the path to elimination of their enti- of them in entirety? Right. Like, yeah. I, I mean, we talk about that in totally different contexts normally. Yeah. You know, it's usually like some crazy dictator trying to wipe out some group of people. Now it's like, oh, well, look at medical experts are celebrating X, Y and Z. It's very dark. And so I'm glad I'm glad they took a stand in this way yeah um but we have more we have more to say about the different barbies too and i say we save it maybe for monday sure uh or if we have time before the end of the show because i have a feeling once Stu and i both start on barbie because we never have talked about barbie before okay once we start down that road just based on our conversation prior to the pod and broadcast today uh I think we have a lot to say. I think we have a lot to say. Hmm. And it could get a little dicey, too. So, stand by. It could come at you at any time. Don't know. Don't want to promise anything. Don't want to threaten. But Barbie talk is coming. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Lori wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green. She says, and I quote, I have three very picky pugs. And I want to challenge you to say that 10 times. Three very picky pugs. Uh, they actually licked the bottom of their bowls clean for the very first time since we gave them rough greens. They have been very active every se- ever since. They seem extremely happy. <sighs> what, your very picky pugs can't talk? <sighs> My very picky pugs write poetry. Anyway, um, uh, Rough Greens is. <laughs> Fridays are just so bad. I just don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rough Greens, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food, and it's full of vitamins and minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants. Things that are going to make your dog healthy and happy. Perky, really. These, these uh, picky pugs are perky now because of Rough Greens. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call them now. Your first bag is free. Not only do you get Glenn TV, but also if you're looking for an 8 p.m. show, you might like Stu Does America every night, 8 p.m. Eastern. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is question everything.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, we are heard every day and watched uh, every day on radio stations all over uh, America. And we are also watched and carried on Blaze TV, Blaze Audio and Podcasts. The same can be said for our good friend Rick Burgess, who is uh, part of uh, Rick and Bubba. And Rick and Bubba are on uh, every morning on Blaze TV, where you can watch their show. They are also heard on radio nationwide uh, and very, very funny and really, really good guys. Rick uh, uh, Burgess is with us now. He just did an interview that I heard with William Shatner, um, where uh, William kept referring to uh, Rick as Bubba the entire time. And... uh, Rick was nice enough not to tell him. Yeah, Bub- Bubba's not on the phone. This is Rick, dude. This is Rick. But uh, welcome to the program, Bubba. Yeah, yes. I'm, uh, yeah, I go, I answer to Rick or Bubba. They say, Bubba and I were, you know, we're in our 29th year in right. four months. Mm-hmm. So at this point, if someone calls me Bubba at the grocery store, I just answer. If yep. somebody asks me how his wife's doing, I just pretend. My wife is not happy about this. My wife my wife literally says, Glenn, she says, if another person asks me if I'm married to Rick and Bubba, I'm going to scream. Uh, she, she's I'm only married to one of them. Right. So, look, we're interchangeable, and yeah. you don't interrupt William Shatner. You yeah. don't correct oh, William Shatner. I had him on my CNN program, uh, I don't know, how long was it ago almost 20 years ago now and he was he said you know i watch you every day and i said that sounds kind of creepy and he said no i I watch you every day he said because it's it's as if i'm a pyromaniac and i'm just watching everything burn down in front of me (laughs) he's really funny have you noticed have you noticed, and I said this when it was over, you know, Speedy, all the guys on the show, they're like, why didn't you correct him? And of course, Bubba loved the fact that I didn't because he ended up having to miss the interview because, you know, right. you interview William Shatner when he can yeah, or when right. he tells you to. Right. And so I said, well, don't worry, Bubba. There's no interviewing Shatner. He he said for eight minutes what he wanted to say, and we were done. Yeah. You know, and, oh, yeah. Uh, no. It, and what's sad, though, is Bubba is the one who loved Star Trek. I never watched it what? as a kid because it wasn't my thing. I really thought Boston Legal and, oh, and that character, you know, was, so was good. the most hilarious one. Of them. Oh, he is he, a phenomenal. I mean, he never. I mean, this is not what you're on for. So we're going to stop talking about William Shatner. But he is an understood. awesome actor. He really is yeah, in yeah, a very yeah. stilted sort of William Shatner sort of way. Anyway. Um, It says right here on my little piece of paper, uh, the topic I'm supposed to address is why are the majority of church congregations made up of women? Where are the men? But I'm not going with that because you are uh, the founder of the man church. So the answer, where are all the men? They're at Rick or Bubba's church. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, let's let's talk about this. Okay. Here, here's what we know. Okay, we know this. Do you ever get tired of people hitting you with stats about something and you begin to scream? Well, are we going to do anything about it? Or just keep yeah. talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have we have been uh, on every. This is what every Father's Day. Every time I've ever been in church, the guy gets up and appreciate it, and he says, "Well, we've done the survey." We've done the survey again. Let me tell you, men, something. Uh, the Barner research is in, and, and and there is no influence that's anywhere near the influence that God gave a man. Now, let me be clear. 
uh, that does not mean inequality. The, the men and women are of equal value and equal standing before God Almighty. He created them male and female. However, there's a headship and that he gave to man, and there's a maternal connection he gave to woman Correct. that you can't just interchange. And the headship does not meet inequality, as we know, you know, that Jesus himself said, I'm here to do the will of my father. There was a headship in the father, but the father and the son are equal, you know, so it's not, it's not inequality. So let's drop all that. But but what but what that we hear is that Barna and all these others have researched that inside a home, if the mother and father are there, if the man becomes a follower of Christ, there is the the highest it ever was, there's a 93% chance the rest of the family will follow his spiritual lead. And then I think now down it's to 78 or 82. But it drops substantially down to if, if, if mom becomes a spiritual leader of the home, it gets like to 23% that the rest of the house will follow. If it's a child, it's in single digits that that child could influence the rest of their family. So the question that we asked at the manchurch.com or God finally, you know, convicted me, are you just going to keep talking about this or why don't you quit waiting for someone else to do something? And I said, well, what are we actually doing about it? In most Western churches, if you go in, you will find that they'll say this on Father's Day. But if you looked at the budget or an investment or any game plan to reach and disciple men so they can actually do the job as spiritually leading, spiritually leading their home, you find that it's financed dead last or there's really not a game plan at all. So here was the question we have to ask. Do we really believe it? And in this country right now, wherever you go, when you see chaos, you see one thing. Men have left their proper place. And now we're getting into this, you know, biological men now want to identify as women. And have you noticed they're becoming dangerous? Anytime men leave their proper place under the authority of the one and only living God, they're dangerous. They always have been. We always will be. And so you're not going to address this nation's spiritual problem with some kind of worldly solution. And so at TheManChurch.com and here at The Rick and Bubba Show, we said, well, if, if, if that is, will have a huge impact, if men have the most influence, if we got men in their proper place, wouldn't we solve a lot of our problems? And so we have... Uh, we're, we're being intentional about reaching, but then discipling men from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity, because we can't just tell them they need to spiritually lead their family. You got to equip us to do it. So uh, equip me, give me, give me, give me a place to start. Exactly. I mean, I told everybody, how would I feel if I went to church every Father's Day and they told me I was supposed to be the mechanic of my home? And they kept quoting scripture, and I said, my goodness, the Bible clearly says that. And then all of a sudden, they just left. And I looked around, and I said, anybody going to show me how to be a mechanic? I don't know anything about cars. So when, when all we do is challenge men, but we don't equip them, we just frustrate them. I appreciate what Promise Keepers did. That was a great movement. I appreciate men's conferences. I still speak at them. But if all we do is challenge and we don't equip, we're just frustrated men and we must reach them and disciple them so at the manchurch.com we have we have a whole strategy where you can just plug in and we have now our fourth 40-week curriculum that's coming out and it is the, this curriculum is designed to get men into small groups and actually equip them disciple them teach them the word of god teach them to be able to handle the word of god teach them what god's standard is teach them the truth not just shout at them and tell them to do it actually show them how to do it so we still challenge but we also equip and um, so we have multiple resources available and we go into the churches and we set up this strategy and uh, like I say we've got uh, like we're talking about a new re resource that we just put out that kind of 
says what we need to say, right? We need to be transformed, and, and that's the, the latest resource that we're putting out right now. It's a 31-day devotional. And listen to this. You know how Jesus is always counterculture, Glenn? The, the subtitle, the, picture how mad this makes everybody, Embracing the Death of Self. And the power of God. Go out to today's world and say you need to die to yourself. That's counterculture, but that's exactly what Jesus said. Well, and it is so important now. I mean, we are all we we're making ourselves into gods. We, you know, I can decide sexuality. No, you can't. Gender is assigned by God. You you that's right. not within your power. Who do you think you are? Well, God. That's who I am. Right. Uh, and it's a real problem. Um, self-worship is the number one that's the largest growing religion we have in our society right now it's the worship of self so themanchurch.com themanchurch.com now i've got a question on the from the other side you know the first question was you know why are the majority of church congregations made up of women where are the men in your man church where are all the women Uh uh-huh see see well i'm gonna put you on the rope you go ahead and answer that one well, that's an easy question. They're not invited. Uh, so, well, well, no. Here's what it is. Let me tell you where we established the strategy. Honestly, if you go into the church, women and children are being taken care of. Yeah, there is a game. There is a game plan for them, and it's a flawed strategy. The Western Church. I don't know when this happened. What was the first seminary to do this? And I use the word seminary loosely. They, they came a strategy that says you you reach the family through the children. You do a great children's program, and you reach the children. Then those children reach mom, and then mom reaches dad. Yep. Total hogwash. They don't understand men. Men are more than willing to drop their kids and their wives off at church and then go play golf. Yes. Go hunting. Go 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 yes. back to the office. Yes. Uh, and what's happened, we've designed a lot of Western churches, and they're designed to reach women and children. And men are on the outskirts. They may, they may be pandering. They may be appeasing their wife by going. But the children soon find out this is something that mama wants to do. Daddy's just giving in if he comes with us at all. But this really isn't something he's made a priority. So then the children don't buy in back to that influence again. So we found in Scripture that three, uh, three times a year, God was telling Moses in the Old Testament, three times a year, this is in Deuteronomy 16, 16, and Exodus 34, 23, three times a year, bring me the men. So there was a precedent that God said, there is a time when I want to speak just to the men, and I'll tell them what to now implement into their families and into society. Look at the, the creation. Adam is the one who's told about the tree. He's not even created yet. God tells Adam what they can and cannot do and expects him to then tell the wife that he gives her. And Adam, of course, as we know, fails at that job. And when God shows up, he doesn't ask Eve what happened. He says, Adam, what's happened here? So God has always expected men to hear instruction from him and then implement that into their homes, into the church, and into society. And we have failed miserably at equipping men to do that. So we're just stepping up and saying, we'll do it. I just have to tell you, somewhere in New York City, there is a maybe 24-year-old intern at, in a cubicle at Media Matters who is now just a heap of blubbering jello after the last couple of minutes. And I thank you for that, Rick. I do thank you for that. Uh, well, listen, Glenn. Yeah. Let, let me be clear, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. We don't do images of camo. I, I do all these things, but that doesn't make you a man. We don't do sports analogies. We don't do the uncomfortable, here comes a sports hero who came to Jesus, and he gets up and tries to tell you sports stories and force them down on Scripture. What we're we, That's not what makes you a man. If you're good at sports, you can climb a mountain, you can lift a lot of weight, you want a bar fight, you got camo on, 
them. Uh, you know, you can, you can, you're, uh, that's not what makes a man. So we don't use any of those images. What, um, what makes you a man is whether you're a follower of Christ or not. And if we had told men that Jesus Christ actually said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me, enter by a narrow gate, those who choose to follow me, the path will be hard, and most of you can't do it. See, the Marines said the few, the proud, the Marines. Jesus said the few, the, the humble, my disciples. And, and if we were telling men that it's actually the, the most masculine man thing you could ever do is actually decide to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. that's one of our slogans, be a man, follow Jesus. Disciple men, change everything. Yeah, but in the Marines, you get that snappy uniform that the chicks dig. Yeah, and unfortunately, following Jesus, you get a cross. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's becoming more and more uh, less fun, if you will, but more and more important every day. Oh, look, I go to bed every night sleeping, not because my life's easy, but because my life is secure. It's under the authority of Christ. And, and to me, there's nothing more important, important than that. True masculinity is Christ-centered masculinity. You know, when God became a man, he did it perfectly. That should be our example. Rick, thank you so much. Thanks for everything you guys do. Thank you for your friendship and your broadcast on The Blaze. It's just you guys are great. Well, it's kind of you to say that, and, 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 and thank you so much for allowing the platform. You've been so good to our show, and the whole, all of us uh, just love you and, and glad to be part of Blaze with you. And, and if anybody needs our help on this, you can go to themanchurch.com. Uh, our brand-new uh, you know, resource is a new 31-day devotional. I just wrote the commentary to it, and I, yeah. I kind of talk about my story in there a little bit. It's called Transformed, and that's what we need, Embracing the Death of Self and the Power of God. You can get it at themanchurch.com or on Amazon, but it's available now. So it's kind of you, Glenn, to to offer us the platform. Thank you very much, Rick or Bubba, whichever one you are. I I don't know the difference between the two. Um, (laughs) It's uh, Rick Burgess, uh, and you can go again to themanchurch.com. All right. I love those guys. Uh, In case you haven't been to the grocery store lately, inflation uh, seems to be there. I saw a, a McDonald's commercial, and they were like, 20 McNuggets and fries for nine ninety nine, And I was like, what? You're advertising that? You should keep that one to yourself until it's a surprise at the window. Holy cow. Inflation is kind of um, uh, going up. Now, may I suggest that inflation is going to continue to go up, especially on things like meat. Would you please lock in the price of really Great beef and beef that is is grown here in America. It, you know, they can ship cows in from Peru or China. They can ship them even dead here to America as long as they're cut into steaks or ground into hamburger here. It's a product of the U.S. No, it's not. I want American beef. I want really good beef. I want a good price. And you're kidding me. I can lock in the price. I'll never you'll never give me a price increase. That's insanity. Goodranchers.com. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to save $20 off your box. You're going to get a whole buttload of free bacon. Uh, you're going to get great meat, a secure price, and a bonus of 20 bucks. Sign up. Goodranchers.com. Goodranchers.com. Make sure you use the promo code Beck. The Glenn Beck Program.
So what's the difference between conspiracy theories and facts? Lately, it's about six months. This is an era of conspiracy theories being uh, being uh, named facts and facts being named conspiracy theories. Three letter agencies are they don't have any transparency, no accountability. Uh, I talked to Tim Kennedy, who has medals and badges and tabs and bronze star. And I mean, this guy's really amazing. He is fighting the FBI now. The um, he's fighting for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. He, he has an incredible history, and we're going to talk to him about what's happening in America on tomorrow's podcast. You don't want to miss it. We talk about his mission in Sudan that is coming, uh, hunting Hitler, conspiracy theories, um, what is coming next, what's true, what's not, transgenderism. You name it, we have it all. Tomorrow's podcast with Tim Kennedy, available now at theblazetv.com or wherever you get your podcast tomorrow. 